When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Thank you so much for listening to this interview for the Orphans Facility. You can head on over to patreon.com slash orphansaudio to get even more bonus Orphans content. You can follow us on social media at Orphans Audio, and you can head on over to our website, orphanspod.com, for links to merch, transcripts, and our Discord. We'll see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is welcome to an interview with Zachary Fortes Gone, creator of The Orphans and The Orphans Facility. A show a show you are or presumably a fan of. I am <laughs> yeah, well, I will be your interviewer. James Barbarossa, a convenient mouth. I'm so A convenient mouthpiece by which Zachary Fortescom <laughs> interviews himself in a way that is entertaining for you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach, you're the creator of the Orphans. Yeah. Yeah. So t- tell yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself That's... while I use that as cover to prepare literally anything for this interview. Go. <laughs> Well, um, I uh, made the orphans. I've told the story many times. I came up with the idea for the orphans on on a windy, rainy beach in the middle of Bournemouth on a film shoot. Um, and then about seven and a half months later, we released it. Uh, and then we released it again in September of that year on the Nerdy Show Network. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, you know, we've grown and we've expanded and we've just come back and done uh, The Orphan's Facility, which is a spinoff prequel series to The Orphan's. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, and that's that. How do you, how do you, how do you feel about the, 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 the popularity, the, the degree of popularity that we have, that we have now gained from this it's it's quite exciting um Mm -hmm. it's really interesting having people uh talk to me about a thing that's in my brain as if it's a serious thing that you did yeah it's like yeah it's something that i made in my brain and then people are like oh yeah that's a thing and i'm like what and now people are little (laughs) uh, 
Now people want to know about yeah. other things that are going to happen exactly. from out of your brain. And I'm like, oh no, you care. Yeah. What have I done? <laughs> no, but that's not true, though. I love it that people yeah. care. It's, it's, it's a really uh, exciting thing. And I'm glad people are enjoying it. Um, yeah. I don't really know how to process it. Right. So uh, we've got some... Um, we have some some questions mm -hmm. from the from the fans on the internet Ooh, on the internet from the fans on the internet yeah um so first question it is from villain spook cow <laughs> yeah that's so, a great name say that again <laughs> uh villain spook cow villain spook from cow at from villain spook cow on on the Twitters. On the Twitters, yeah. On the Twitters. And his question is, will we be seeing any more of the Collective and other clones in the second season of the series proper? Um, so, the second season, yeah. will we be seeing more of the Collective <laughs> and other clones? Well, I feel like in Facility, we got a really... We took that big jump already. Where I we're don't gonna... know if that's the question he's asking, I... Zachary. <laughs> I'm gonna come back around to it, aren't I? Oh, okay. I let me... bear with him, guys. <laughs> much like the much like the plot of the actual show, he spends a lot of time talking about not very much, but it comes back around to it in the end. <laughs> I'm part of this thing. We're the interview for it, and I'm already shitting on it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Zachary. <laughs> I feel like in mm -hmm. Facility, we already mm -hmm. took a big um, jump into the world. We got to know a bit more about how the collective works, how the clones work. Got introduced to three new clones in the series mm -hmm. in Facility. Right. In Investigation, which is next, uh, we are going to take a much, much bigger step. Mm -hmm. um, and then by the time we get to season two of the series proper we are going to completely be there so yes cool yeah, yeah. so we're because we're we're looking at um seeing a few other clones mm -hmm. um in investigation obviously we were introduced to diana mm -hmm. yeah um, Diana at the end, and uh, then in we... facility, yeah. we will be getting more Diana mm -hmm. in investigation. Yes, correct, and, and that will yes. yeah, that will take us out of the kind of one location uh, mm -hmm. kind of setting that we've kind of been yep. in before. Um, yes, it's true. Investigation will kind of jet set around a bit, and you'll get to kind of mm -hmm. see a bit more of what this universe is made up of what's going uh, yeah. on in the rest of this world outside of yeah. this one building exactly exactly yeah. outside of this one building, uh, this one building yes uh -huh. pretty convenient that um when they crashed they crashed mm. within several hundred miles of the same building it's pretty convenient isn't it it is pretty convenient right? <laughs> isn't that isn't that interesting We've got a question here from James Barbarossa. <laughs> yeah. Looks like a handsome dude. Yeah. How did they laugh? Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I 
Okay, I'm uh, I'm I'm pulling this apart. There there is a rhyme and reason to this, which we will yeah. discover. It's a mystery that we will discover. Yeah. As this series goes on, is that not true, Zach? Why don't you talk to us yes. a little bit about the events surrounding the orphans, such as that one, and how they connect to facility and future, uh, future revelations that that okay. that may. Um, without yes. spoiling anything, go. Yeah, which will be difficult. Um, let me think. So, <laughs> stop. This is not Jeopardy. <laughs> um, okay, so the events surrounding the orphans and how they connect mm-hmm. to the facility. Well, um, I mean, if you if you go back and listen to... I mean, it, the interesting thing for everyone now, we'll be going back and listening to... Uh, the orphans. How how does the story of our main characters in the original series mm-hmm. bolstered by what like what's next for these people? Are we going to see more of them? Are we going to see, or is their I mean, story done? I don't really want to give away too much. I mean, their story mm-hmm. certainly is not done, and I can guarantee mm-hmm. that everything we are about to, everything we witness in facility. And everything that we witness in investigation will ultimately tie back into the main series plot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we already are in 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 many ways in in facility. If you go back and look at, um, if you go back and look at the first series after having listened to facility, you may spot. Uh, some very interesting ties, maybe in the first episode, in the later mm-hmm. half of the episode. Details we've dropped, yeah. Yeah, details we've dropped. Who Whose name do you hear around yeah. that time? Um, this show, Investigation and, and, and Facility, these spinoffs are key to the development of the story of the clones who crash land on the planet. It's just important for us to know these details kind of before we continue on, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To have that it's, context. It definitely certainly gives it more context, yes. Yeah. And yeah. explores areas of the characters. Okay, so so we've got another question here. Mm-hmm. Uh before we um before we 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 finish up with the questions and, and head into more of a breakdown of mm-hmm. facilities specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so our, our good friend, Mr. Trunso, mm-hmm. is asking, when and where is the new season taking place? He asks well, that on Facebook. Uh, well, when and where? When, eight years after facility, mm-hmm. where uh, various places in space so specific <laughs> i know i'm sorry uh I, i'm not i'm sorry i, I i'm not where gonna tell you times <laughs> and no. when places, places. <laughs> I, I messed that up <laughs> no no okay just hey, i'm not gonna say where this lies in relation to the original series uh timeline wise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because i feel by the by the end of investigation, you'll know where yeah. everything goes. Good, ad. brilliant. Yeah. So what you're saying is, by the end of so when 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 he asks when and where the 
the new season is taking place, what you're going to say is, you'll know by the end of the new season, <laughs> is what you're saying. No, you'll know. Okay. I just don't want to give away any Zachary Forte's gone asking the questions nobody <laughs> thought to answer. Um, um, okay. Okay, let me go more in depth. When is this set? Um, investigation is set, uh, like I said, eight years after Facility, uh, right. where we'll be following Diana after mm -hmm. um, after the events of, of Facility and kind of how her life has progressed up to that point, some events that have taken and place. An that affect... Another, another oh, yes. character that we that we may yes. that you may you may recognize, you may yes. be more um, familiar with. Yes. Which uh, I don't think we want to spoil yet, but No, we won't say No, I'll say I'll there. say it's there's a Richard unit. Oh Yeah. I won't say Ranger. much about him where Ranger he is. Rick. <laughs> Ranger Rick. Sorry, Ranger Rick. <laughs> Uh, Ranger Rick is a character I have invented, essentially, um, <laughs> who is basically a, a sort of suave, cheesy, space-faring, space ray-gun-wielding, always wears, always wearing, like, a full-body silver spandex outfit, uh, and busting into rooms going, YOU'LL NEVER GET AWAY WITH THIS! <laughs> Uh, and ever since Zach has what has wanted to do a a Richard character as a as a protagonist, I have been pushing for him more and more <laughs> to be a Ranger Rick type character, but I suspect he will not be. Yeah, Richard. But, uh, uh, this is Richard Hart no. is the next character. Yeah, he's he's not exactly really. Space Ranger Rick in that sense that you described. No. Which I'm sh which I'm sad about. I'm sorry. Um, and b because we're disorganized, mm -hmm. uh, you wanted me to cover this. Jeffrey McSorley Jr. Mm -hmm. asked me a question, which we did not get to cover yes. in my interview yesterday. Um, does Jeffrey enjoy his position as most lovable robot and AI? Do you? And I, um, I don't know. Am I Jeffrey? Or I mean, are we asking a fictional character? Well, why don't we ask the fictional character? I don't know. Okay. Jeffrey, take it away. What Are you enjoying your position as most lovable robot in AI? <laughs> oh, wait. He doesn't exist. <laughs> I was Bad waiting question. for you to do the voice. <laughs> Bad question, McSorley. <laughs> Poor choice. No, I'm so, so kidding. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I thought you were going to do the voice. I'm I thought so it was going to be a whole bit. <laughs> I know you. I know you did. I wanted to lead you down a merry, a merry path, <laughs> a merry jig. No, uh, I and I am very. I, I'm very thankful that you guys like. I hate you, <laughs> character. I'm the only one that's. I'm one of the only ones of the cast who isn't an actor. Yeah, or an acting student. Well, yeah. um. And again, I just messed around pretending to be doing voices for my life. And I'm, I, I'm very glad that you appreciate, um, you I'm glad that you enjoy listening to me. Yeah. Uh, Zach, you, you created Jeffrey as well. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely, so. he's, I'm definitely glad that he is loved and hated. 
Good, yeah. Because I mean, that's what he's meant to be. Is, yeah, both both of these are two, uh, these characters are two sides of the same coin, and I I like I'm very happy that they're so polarizing. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I wanted to to give out. Like literally, we went from like people being like, "No, Jeffrey, no," to now being like, oh. fucking. Jeffrey, go to hell, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. Um, when my when my mum, fun fun story. When my mother first listened to the original series of yeah. the Orphans, because I was playing it for her, and we got to the end of episode, what was it, seven? Yeah, with you, yeah. Or uh, where where facility Jeffrey is revealed? Yeah. Um, she turned to me. And very genuine was like, "You traitor!" <laughs> <laughs> she was really up. She was like, oh, "How could you do this uh, at me? <laughs> you did this to me <laughs> at me." So, <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Like, and I was like, "I'm sorry." I- I'm so what, sorry. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> your mom. I love your mom. <laughs> yeah. My mom was so, got so upset at me for being a baddie as well as a goodie. <laughs> so I hope that that is a, is a feeling echoed yeah. by everybody in response to this character. I hope so. I hope so. Anyway, uh, yeah. So what we're going to do is... Uh, we're going to go into a breakdown of um, your thoughts on yeah. on the orphan's facility. So, yeah, sounds good. Zachary, first of all, uh, what would you say is your favorite moment in episode one? What's in your favorite moment? One. What was your favorite part about writing it? Writing it. Okay, writing the episode um, definitely was setting up um setting all the pieces in place and kind of like knowing where it was going both for the end of facility and for future uh series uh kind of setting up you know saying oh we've got this process this is how clones are made i list the clone names and their designations um and i mm-hmm. mention you know a couple names in there that maybe we hadn't heard before that was right. a lot of fun laying those easter eggs um and just kind yes. of working on the relationship between this baz and jeffrey yeah mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun planting the planting the seeds mm-hmm. uh for things that will, will that would grow over mm-hmm. the course of the, ne- uh, the next eight episodes and mm-hmm. also other seeds that will grow over the course of the next couple of seasons. series yeah yeah that was a lot of, series, of fun yeah because I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. well, the feedback I got in that episode was that, like, it was a slow start, but that it was interesting, which I think is true of that episode. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's a benefit to um, just bu- building some characters, mm. spending some time on the on the people that we're going to yeah. be spending the next eight episodes with, just, just spending a little time... <clears throat> Getting to know them. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole first episode was just... What they demo- like. Yeah, it was just demonstrating who Baz Gilroy was 
and kind of what yeah. what he was like in in that first episode because if you don't know who he is mm-hmm. if you don't relate to him wow. or understand him then the whole series kind of falls apart i think and i think that first That's episode true. is important to That's know true. that yeah um in in a way even though in a, in a way even though you're setting up this new character and you're introducing people to him in a way, you've got a groundwork of a character that people mm. already know. Yes. Everybody knows our other Baz, and this is a new Baz. And in a sense, you know, while, yeah, you've got to introduce to what people to what makes this Baz unique, what makes mm. Gilroy unique, you have a groundwork of people already know who, what, what, a, 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 what Baz is like. Well, they know what that Baz is like, and that that's very interesting in 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 understanding what people's prejudgments of this character already is, mm. Mm. and then taking those and subverting them in places, playing to them in others. Um, right. Like I think um, this Baz definitely took in the first episode. He. I think I immediately subverted expectations where he wasn't standing up for himself a lot. Right. And, and, um, he was kind of taking the punches. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. literal punches, Mm -hmm. but also figurative punches of like people putting him down, people, um, kind of trotting on his, his self, him. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and then, him kind of feeling that bit of like interest and happiness and and seeing at, with Jeffrey which I think is playing to that because we had mm. uh, playing to that expectations because we had expectations for what, what his relationship, relationship between yeah exactly right. so um just just laying the groundwork between what for what is the same and what is different yeah for and I character. think we yeah I think we learn more and more throughout the season what is different like I think Baz Gilroy, um, and I, this was definitely a purposeful thing that Alex and I tried to do. He's definitely an angrier character, and mm. I think bitter, more bitter than right. than perhaps our Baz is. And I think that comes from kind of those experiences that we see in episode one of him being trod upon and and really taken advantage of. I think he's quite bitter of a of a lifetime of those things, and I yeah. think um, that's true. I think he is more angry. <clears throat> whereas, uh, whereas our original Baz obviously doesn't doesn't remember a lifetime mm. of anything. Yeah. So do you he only remembers that... almost validation in the later episodes yeah. from from the others. Yeah. Do you think that being able to have, because this is a world where inherently very few of the like all, almost all of the characters, and certainly all the characters we've met. Mm have there are other versions of them out there Mm. do you think that the ability do you feel the ability that you have to write very easily in alternate versions of any given character do you you feel that gives them a a depth of like a third dimension to their character that you can explore definitely 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 um and this uh, with Xavier, who's introduced later on, something we were mm. we talked about quite heavily is how does he and why does he want to separate himself from the other 
Xavier's. And we've never met a Xavier before. Yeah, so I understand how that could be quite confusing. But I think we make a point that this one is very different to the other ones. Yeah. He is like reserved and he is polite and he is, right. you know, all these things that we are told a Xavier is not. Mm. And and that leaves you to speculate. Mm. What is but the future of this? Yeah character exactly and 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 michael's xavier michael's his his that is something that that is is in is is intricate to the characters in in the orphans is um how why how and why do they separate themselves from right yes the others um and in cases where they don't where they maybe Mm. are very close with other ones you know what is that why is that do they feel a sense of connection do they feel a sense yeah. of um yeah opposition yeah Sometimes, there's yeah definitely so i think we have a brilliant. lot of opposition yeah and and of course it, it it's jeffrey's the same yeah don't you think Jeff, there are multiple jeffrey's as well <clears throat> so almost everybody in this uh is a copy has the ability to that for there to be more than them mm-hmm, exactly um, uh, and i think well jeffrey's a very very specific instance um and i think we'll see more of why that is later but i mean yes uh when when we meet facility jeffrey he he isn't really an intelligent being no, no he is just a a voice and a screen really yeah exactly he's siri and, yeah Exactly. He's a complicated Siri. He's he's complex yeah. Siri, and and maybe there's a yeah. twinkle of something that could be cognizant, but mm-hmm. not really. So would you say that? Would you say that Je- that Jeffrey early on is not alive? Which one? Would you say that Jeffrey that facility Jeffrey at the start, facility Jeffrey right off the bat is not a living being? I think other Jeffreys are not alive. Right. Um, I think the only two alive Jeffreys are original series Jeffrey uh-huh. and facility Jeffrey, and there's a reason they are. And, and when we meet, and we meet we other Jeffreys, when we meet other Jeffreys, we will see. Oh, these are just brain dead series. These are series, right? Yeah, I, I, if I, I personally, who knows? I personally mm. feel that there's some this, there's it's. They're they're almost to to me. Mm. They're almost as Schrodinger's consciousness. Yeah, that they are like. You, we're never gonna like. It's impossible to know if they're alive. Yeah. If any given Jeffrey is alive or not. Yeah. Well, no, that that's so definitely some, true. There will be some that you can point to <clears throat> and say, "Oh, that one's clearly not alive." Yeah. And then there will be other times when you can point to them and go, "Oh, well, that is that does demonstrate that they are alive." Yeah. Well, are they alive or are they lobotomized? That's, do they have the do they have the thing that makes them conscious Scra- taken or out is it yeah. taken out uh, yeah scratching some we're scratching some s- into some surfaces here yeah yeah um okay well let's 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 move on um <laughs> episode two yes favorite parts of this episode i think well i think it's very easy for me to choose a favorite in this in this episode because it's it's the scene actually i say that 
kind of okay the the section of um where where baz and jeffrey are playing chess through to yeah. the fir- the death of the first valerie that mm. is my favorite because that i think is um that is where we see the conflict start to arise between right. baz and jeffrey yeah and it kind of and we we hear them talking about what are the differences between us how do we how do we differentiate we talk a lot about clones and their nature and robots and their nature and then we kind of see that in practice mm-hmm. kind of immediately afterwards and and the, yeah. the disparity there is what um drives the rest of this story to unfold the way of that the it does. characters yeah yeah sort of this understanding that jeffrey is capable of great coldness <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. great and, great uh, uh yeah how Baz deals with um with pressure and with tragedy. Yeah. And his response to it. I mean his response to tragedy and, and to things going wrong is very much similar to my own in that that I will I find a problem and I'm like, well I need to fix it. And I think he does the same, but he he does it in a way that I mean he, he kind of steps kind of steps in a bit of dog shit without realizing it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he's looking and looking and looking and he thinks he's found the solution, but is that solution uh, just going to cause him more problems later? You know? Yeah. The answer is yes. But yeah. Oh, as we said before, obviously uh, in the last episode, but we should probably say it again, spoilers, obviously for, yes. For that, facility, we, we'll be discuss. Yeah, we'll be discussing yeah. this. So get over it. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> get used to it, because we're going to be talking about whatever we want. Oh my god. <laughs> so I, I, I feel. Um, I, it was interesting that you said that you feel that that is that Baz deals with tragedy in the same way that you deal with tragedy. Mm. I feel like I deal with tragedy in a similar way to how Jeffrey there dealt with tragedy. Yeah. Where I'm like, uh, st- just like, <clears throat> go cold, go cold inside, step <laughs> away. Yeah. Uh, as it probably reveals a little bit about our psyches, our psyches in <laughs> relations to these characters. But there we well, there go. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and obviously, we got a little bit of we got a little bit of Valerie. There's yeah. a little bit of Valerie in this series. There is um, a little bit. Well, I mean, there's a lot. Like this, this series has the highest body count for Valerie's. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah. This. Well, this. Um, sh- this series has the highest body count. I think of either the series. Valerie's, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And of course, later on, we got our friend. A real one. Our friend Ruby. Yeah. To oh, record. I hate Ruby. Oh, uh, no. we're I'm on kidding. the air, James. Ruby. I'm kidding. I love you, Ruby. You're cool. you're so cool. Yeah, you're I'm a cool chick, aren't how you? How cool you are, um, uh, Ruby. I I might just make a shout out now. Ruby Parker Harbord, who uh, is Valerie, directed a beautiful yeah. short film called Misconceptions. Um, yeah. that I suggest you gonna go check out because I saw it at a screening recently. No word of a lie. She turned around. And she saw the ugliest crying she'd ever seen in her life from me. On your face. On yeah, your on my ugly mom. Just yeah. tearing. Just just my face fell apart. Mm, you are <laughs> ugly when you cry. 
Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Alex Bird, of course. Um, yes. All of his work not notable in any way. So. No, no. Uh, no we can just basically. <laughs> no, Alex, Alex deserves. I feel like Alex deserves a lot of praise that he necessarily mm-hmm. doesn't get because you almost forget. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's just such because... a forgettable dude. Mm, not what I meant. <laughs> just a ghost of a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no we love alex alex um, is one of the sweetest nicest yeah, dudes i've ever most met. generous and, performers yeah um and baz really does reflect that that's yeah. why you like him so much because he's such a good dude in real life yeah he really is but he he does yeah. a lot of the legwork in the series like wall to wall that you you'd be hard pressed to find you know two scenes in a row without alex in yeah yeah that's so true. he he does a lot of the heavy lifting Mm, mm. apart from all those people that he kidnapped episode three um yeah uh here we're introducing a couple new characters uh so this is good this connects to our previous conversation very exciting about alex and um contained herein are the heresies of radolf burntwine erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator join me as i uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You know, the other one. Uh, Ruby. I'm sorry, I'm I'm sounding so mean. You really are. And I'm forgetting that I'm forgetting that people don't necessarily know <laughs> that you're joking what, by tone of voice when I'm being <laughs> really sarcastic or not. Um, okay, uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to move on. Yeah. Michaels and Vess. Michaels uh, and Vess. We have a new. We have a couple new characters here. Yeah, so this was very about exciting for me when I was writing these two this. new characters. Yeah, this was the scene uh, when we were starting out that I was most looking forward to doing because this is our first introduction to the collective and to something else out something there. from the inside of the collective. Yeah, we're in the collective. We're in the, up in there. And who who are these characters? And um, Admiral Vass is... Um, mm-hmm. Is is going to be a very interesting character in this series at this point because she she kind of is omnipresent, but she's used sparingly, purposefully because you know you don't want to overuse a, a villain like that. Um, she when I approached Amy with this character, I said we we had a Skype call when she was on tour and she was reading the script, and I said she is so willing to throw every other clone under the bus for her own yeah. advancement, for her own power. She's a self-loathing clone. Absolutely. Absolutely. She 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 doesn't really care about any other clone out there. She just wants mm-hmm. to make sure she's taken care of. Yeah. So, she's an Uncle yeah. Nora. Uh, Xavier Michaels. <laughs> I can't make remark. I can't keep making. You bad really can't. You're skipping just... on, can I? I'm a bad guy right now. Yeah. Um, Anyways, she, um, yeah, and Xavier of course, uh, Amy, Amy, yeah. Talk about Amy. Okay. Amy Kember's performances are always used kind of really sparingly in the season, but I think every time she has a scene, she mm-hmm. is 
the bright shining star of it. She she kind of yeah. makes you want to listen to her. You know what I mean? And I find that when whether I'm watching her on stage in a film, yeah, yeah, it, whatever wherever I'm watching her, she I always want to focus on her when she is on screen or on stage. Charisma, yeah, definitely. And I think that shines yeah. through here. And I think mm-hmm. uh, her performance as Vass is incredibly. Um, incredibly uh, layered uh, and I'm looking yep. forward to writing more of her brilliant oh, oh did I just giraffe a spoiler yeah see we have all these characters that we that, you, that feel like they're throwaway one-off characters yeah but they keep coming they keep coming back they keep coming back don't they like um, a bad rash <laughs> like a bad like, rash they keep coming back or like Alex Bird's kidnapping victims. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, our buddy Matthew Penson. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice clean edit for you there, Zach. Buddy Matthew <laughs> Penson. Uh, yep. Who plays Xavier. He does. He does play Xavier. Um, a few people, might, they, you know, the, our audience might not know this. Him, he, he, he is Amy's uh, boyfriend. He's a long he time. He is Amy's boyfriend. Yeah. acting friend of ours that they, they so so yeah uh, well yeah this is not uh, it's funny because um i i didn't cast him because he was amy's boyfriend no, i of cast course, of course him not. because well, he's, um, a, he's a, a brilliant actor brilliant performer i've seen him in in multiple shows i saw him in turn of the screw uh down in bournemouth that was fantastic i saw him in the production of the tempest where he was brilliant um, and I saw kind of a, a, an ability to be versatile. Um, mm. And having met him, he he was a great um, intellectually minded performer. Um, and I got to yeah. work with him on a stage production recently called uh, The Investigation, funnily enough. <gasps> I know. Where does Zach get his ideas from? Uh, we, I swear to you, genius. I named <laughs> Investigation Investigation that. from the void. He, <laughs> he does not just see words around him and then write them down. And then take out the... the... All of the nuance, yeah, and quality. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, uh, and he, yeah. yeah, no. Um, and uh, when we were meeting first about this role, it, it was a lot of fun because I finally got to approach a character with someone uh, saying, you know, okay, they're clones, and this one is very different. And we got to really get into the meat of what does it mean mm-hmm. to be a clone. And I think this was one of the first instances of really going into that whole hog uh, for a facility. Yeah, he's got a real gravitas about. Yeah, absolutely. About him, he can just. Well, his performance know, in facility can, is so grand. He it? can hit a he can hit a scene like a like a mallet, <laughs> what? like a hammer on an anvil. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. Yeah, that's a compliment. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> for good. insulting my analogy, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. No, he um, he's one of the he's one of the couple new actors that we mm-hmm. got in um, for this series that they knew what they were getting into. They knew yeah. that, that get, they're getting into. Okay, so you're playing a Xavier, and there will be more, but you will be playing more Xavier's. Yeah, 
Well, so actually, this is a funnily longer enough, term thing than this. Yes, um, this wasn't the only mm-hmm. couple playing against each other on the show. Well, let's get on to that later yeah. on. Yeah. In episode four. Nope. She comes no? in at episode three. Okay. But I, does, yeah, I know. Okay. But I was moving on from <laughs> okay. this episode, uh-huh. Zachary. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <sighs> all, all right. Fine. We'll do it your way. <laughs> no, let's continue fine. on with episode three. Yeah. Why don't no. we just do episode three forever, Zach? <laughs> Why don't we just never move on for episode three? Huh? <laughs> No, fine. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, buckle up your pants because this interview is going on until the end of time. And it will be nothing but (laughs) episode three all day, every day, forever. Episode three. (laughs) So, Zach, episode three, what are you. No, let's move on. You're right. Oh, 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 let's move on. (laughs) Oh, oh, should we? Do you think we should? Yeah. Do you think maybe you're right. that would be a, yeah, you're a right. poignant thing to do? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I hope you keep all of this in. Episode <laughs> I four. probably will. Episode four. Yes. Why don't we? What's your favorite part and or, subtly moving this in here, character dynamic, character and or actor dynamic in episode oh. four? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, character Let's and see if we can do something with this little <laughs> um this little d- gem definitely there's a the scene between Catherine and um actually i just want to touch on before um i talk too much about their interactions in in four yep. i think uh not to be undone let's uh, just go back to three shall we why <laughs> why leave that Gem no, uh, upturned. James's use of music in in the end of episode three with Catherine's introduction is is beautifully done, uh, and complemented by uh, Elizabeth Benbow's performance as Catherine uh, when she first comes in, and 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 her kind of her uncertainty, but also her confidence in herself at times. I think uh, it, it was a beautifully layered performance because she was able to be vulnerable yet strong and, and, and where that came from. Mm-hmm. And even though this character doesn't necessarily have layers of, of a past to draw on, she definitely has, I feel, layers of, of, a, of personality. A of a character. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. From which to draw on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then we go into episode four. Um, yeah where we we expand upon that further and Catherine becomes a um a go between almost for Jeffrey and Baz she's she's kind of trying to be the peacemaker between them as things fall apart even further um and and you have a beautiful interaction between uh Catherine and uh I was going to say Alex Baz um yeah. when uh he takes her outside uh, for the first mm. time she'd never seen outside she didn't know what it meant um and she kind of for the first time gets to marvel and connect to this very uh visceral uh primordial part of her existence mm. and we talked a lot about that in in the music in in how you yeah. interpreted that yeah oh you don't have to say that buddy just because i'm holding a knife to your back so elizabeth and Alex. Yes. Uh, do you feel so? Elizabeth and Alex, uh, they are another couple. 
yeah. couple. Um, um, it's funny because when Alex's lines were recorded, Lizzie hadn't been cast. No. We didn't know who, who so was going to be taking that we, role. No. Yeah. But I feel like... I feel like uh, Elizabeth and Alex's relationship as actors, mm-hmm. uh, they play off each other very well. But Well, probably because they play off each other very well as people. But, yeah. Um, I feel like it lends a, a, a certain intimacy mm-hmm. to these two characters. It does. Uh, obviously, there's not... Obviously, there are no real, real, real relationships for, for clones. Or are there... I don't know, are there? I don't know, Zach. Are there? I don't know. He's playing this off real smooth. So obviously there are no relationships <laughs> between between clones, particularly. They're, they're not yeah. programmed like that. Um, yeah. And so it, it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't... You know, obviously that, that there isn't a relationship for these two, but, but in their dynamic, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a very personal... It's yeah. two people who are who. Catherine is of course very vulnerable. Yeah, uh, and I feel like Alex, uh, sorry, not Alex, Baz mm-hmm. um, finds. It's so difficult because these guys are our friends. It's so hard yeah, to it's, like. It's difficult not to say like their, their real yeah. names. Yeah, I know. Or or say their actor names when you're talking to them. Um, yeah. I ran into Declan the other day. Did you? Of university, yeah. Aww. And I was like, oh, hey, Deck. And in my head, it was like, William, 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 <laughs> William, though. William, William, William. Hey, and Will. I'm like, no, brain, we know this person <laughs> from the real world. Uh, but oh, um, I feel like her, her, feel like her vulnerability brings out a vulnerability in Baz that I think mm-hmm. he, he may be, or in Gilroy, maybe that he doesn't realize that he... Yeah, that he maybe has absolutely, and uh, tenderness that that um we didn't necessarily see in him before now, um, mm. and I think she brings out the very best in him. Yeah, yeah, and I think this flawed character of of Baz Gilroy is kind of redeemed by her. Hmm. Yeah. In in the end. Yeah through her yeah do you have any other any other favorite moments from episode four there's also um if we go back to the very beginning of the episode Catherine first wakes up from a nightmare and we oh, first make yeah. reference to something don't we james i don't know zach do we yeah my father i don't know zach do we i don't know do we so you you like that scene yeah I love that scene. I think it's fantastic between you and mm-hmm. you and Catherine because um, it, you're trying to relate to her, trying to understand her, but you don't yeah. at all. No, at all. And you try, you try so hard, but then you just kind of give up, and you're like, "Oh, okay." This isn't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think that's rather interesting and telling of of maybe where this relationship, relationship is going to go. Yeah, with yeah. Catherine. Yeah, because you can relate to Baz because he can make things understandable for you in a technical sense. Yeah, but she can't. That's true, but she can't do that. Yeah, you know, there's she's she's pure human. Yeah, she's pure emotion. There's no yeah. 
Baz's are designed almost to relate to Jeffrey's. Yeah. Would you say? I wouldn't say designed. I think it's a convenient uh, byproduct of their programming. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Or do you think Jeffrey's are designed to work well with Baz's? I think Jeffrey's, yeah. I think, well, they would primarily be operating with them. So I suppose there is some part of each of their design that is is tailored to work together. Um, yeah. I mean, not to this extent, not not quite to like having emotion for one another and like yeah. not emotion, but like having emotion and, and dealing with that and understanding that. But I think, you know, relating things technically and, and being able to translate uh, human speak into technical speak is definitely yes. a skill of the Baz's. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Those characters do fit in well together. Mm, do we think? Do you do. think we'll see more? Do you think we'll see more relationships between Jeffries and Bowser's in the future? I think so. Um, I think there's um, in the main series. There's gonna be a bit of a time. There's for our main Jeffrey there. I think he's gonna need to take some time mm. before he's maybe ready to deal with a Baz again. Right after. Uh, after what after happened, losing Baz, after losing yeah. Baz, yeah, losing I think he's going to need to take some time. But I think that is uh, definitely something we're going to see. Yes. Yeah. So episode five. Mm-hmm. Episode five. Evers. Evers. This is. Can you tell us a little one. bit about Evers? Evers is um, the character. Yeah. Evers is, uh, as we said in the music, she's she will in some form or another appear in every single season of the orphans. She is, um, one of the first clones we see to have, um, some form of agency over her own communication or her own interaction. She doesn't really, um, she doesn't really present herself in the same way as, as, as other Nors have in the past. Mm. Um, and I or, think that's or really, or really, as any other people, any other clone we've Baz seen. Has ever met, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think you know this is lovely. It is beautifully represented in um, the theme that you made for her, yeah. Evers. Um, okay, yeah, um, it, it is uh, a much like you said, a freer expression of that Nora theme. Yeah. Um, which in itself is a, a representation of the soul in a jar theme, which is the clone theme. Yeah. And and I mm. think that is so true of how this character is in the world. She is a freer clone and, um, you know, she, she will form the crux of our, uh, story going forward. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Amy, Amy's performance in that. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Um, Yes, when Amy's we were as Evers. Yeah, when we were approaching this one, it was very interesting because obviously we knew this was the first time that we were doing Nora Evers, and it was Nora Evers. This is going to be someone that's going forward, going to be massive. This is, and she's in this. She's a proper performance. She's not a one line on a screen. Um, when we were approaching this one, we we started the lines and then we kind of stopped and we said hang on let's take a step back let's go away for a bit let's think about this um because we weren't quite feeling it how it was going and it was a bit rushed and 
So we kind of went back and I looked at the script and we said, okay, who is this character to the people around her? And we were recording, we were thinking about the scene later on in episode seven between her and Diana, um, which we'll talk about more later. But really, this is a maternal figure. Right. Nora Evers. Yeah. She um, she really represents um, a lot of caring, uh, a lot of good-natured uh, thoughts. Um, right. And she represents, uh, I, I think, goodness in a lot of ways. So we had her be a lot less reserved than Nora has been before in, in other mm. roles. Um, mm. She's very trusting. She's very... Um, and, and Amy's performance is incredibly soft, I think. I think she, she has the ability... Amy, Amy has the ability to hit those notes very hard when she wants to yeah. hit the beats mm. incredibly hard, which can be very, um, I don't want to say off putting because that makes it sound like yeah. the performance is at fault. No, Terrible. but, but, uh, um, jarring and, and upsetting garbage human being. Yeah. No despiser. Terrible. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, 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 episode, no, we uh, love Amy three. But where she can she can hit those beats, she she doesn't hear. She kind of she's very real. Well, that's the idea. Real. We had her very voice be more, um, whereas before we had her do kind of like the really restrained RP formal yeah. I, accent I, for Vass. Yeah, yeah. In, I, in, I find go it's interesting that this this character, this version of the character Evers, mm. um, is so so. Nora's Nora as a character is quite an assertive mm. character, uh, but whereas in the others, in in maybe in the original, that mm. comes across as being, um, as being very direct, mm. and Vass as being very c- controlling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Amy did a fantastic job of taking this character and the way that she, in, the the way in which she is more vulnerable and human mm-hmm. is um through just being very helpful and down yeah. to earth and yeah helpful and and caring. willing to help i think if um yeah i think if if other noras were presented with this situation of we're kind of screwed will you help us yeah i don't think all of them would necessarily they would necessarily take that. take that up yeah yeah but evers does Obviously, we'll be seeing more of Evers in the future. Yeah, we will. Um, in which capacity, you'll have to find you'll out. Have to wait and find out. Yeah. So, Anyways, anything else you'd like to say about episode five? Um, this is where Jeffrey starts to kind of he he's moved away from Baz. They've they've fallen out, and this has been mm. a, a slow build. I think really. Um, up to now, but I think this is really where the point where Jeffrey stops trusting Baz. Yeah. And he starts yeah. forming his own plans um, and not Starts to splinter. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the mess. The mess that, that is I made. Your writing ability. <laughs> Zing. Um, Zinger. Uh, um, my my zingers are really going downhill. They really quite are. Quickly. Just 
yeah episode six so episode six opens with um uh with uh, a execution yes with ruby uh with our back doing her cameo old ruby yes uh, as mm. valerie what was that scene like to record Oh, that was a lot of fun because um, I came down to Bournemouth where James and Ruby were at the time uh, to record that. And um, uh, we had Ruby in in her wardrobe kind of just yelling. Uh, And there's a photo of it online, actually. And just trying to make sure that there was that absolute terror in her voice for that scene. And we had a great time. The fecal matter hits the propeller. Well and truly, in this episode. This is where Catherine, um, after trying to make peace between Jeffrey and Baz for so long and being forced into this situation, not really wanting to be there, um, finally is yeah. uh, killed by Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that was one of the hardest things that I had to in every way when we were making that scene recording it writing it yeah doing the yeah. sound design that was the and and doing the music that was the most difficult scene for me to do Intense. every single yeah. time yeah uh not like i knew it had to happen and it was right to do but catherine is a character you know she represents the innocence of 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 the story yeah i mean as i said yesterday i i, I feel like both of us we care a lot about this character yeah massively i think we fell in love with this with this version of catherine when we yeah. rate her yeah and sure. uh it was a very violent yeah necessarily violent, violent death yeah i think from the point of view that i mean i wouldn't change it at all no of course no of no course. like Just... it needed to be violent to to kind of show that that awful horrible side of jeffrey where he he can cause this much awful unsettling damage and pain and and because understand you know when you think of a character when you think of a person Mm. fighting another person Mm. it's very different but jeffrey's an object almost yeah Yeah. especially when he's in the body jeffrey so when jeffrey's in a body and jeffrey's killing catherine she she's it's akin to being crushed to death by a, a, a metal shelving unit or an, a yeah. lift or something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she she represents trying to do what you feel is right. Yeah. And she was set, she was set that fate from the beginning. And that was the tragic part was, was that no matter how hard she, yeah. she, no matter how hard she tried, she would never have survived that. You can't run away from your destiny. No, which is, is very much a theme that we're, we're interested in and fate, fate and destiny that, that very much plays into this. Uh, Jeffrey questions his fate. Yeah, definitely in facility. Yeah. You know, with, with clones being designated to specific roles, you know, agency, agency, and 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 the the roles that we are set in life as people, um, and that's very clear, I think, in facility. Facility, Catherine was essentially birthed to save Baz in that moment, and past that point, she was a burden to, or perceived burden to to Jeffrey. 
And so he, he... Of course, yeah. He had to fulfill her destiny of being disposable. Yeah, she's in the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Episode seven. So, this is the episode where finally kind of things are all coming to a head. We've got the inspector coming. We've been waiting on that for, for a few episodes now. Um, and it's... um. We've got uh, we've got Matt coming in, Matt Penson, and doing his mm-hmm. his wonderful Xavier Michaels character, and 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 do you really poking at at Baz and saying things like, um, you know, "Oh, we were expecting you. Oh, I I thought you weren't going to be expecting me for another week." And really, just but he knows what's going on. You can't sneak yeah, anything past him. No, he he's the sharpest man uh, there, mm-hmm. in, until he isn't. Yeah, until until a sharper, yeah, character sharper, yeah, can Not turn him, can just point him in a in a like slightly said, off direction, and it yeah, all goes Xavier's down. a weapon that he's that, a weapon that can be used in someone's you hands, point, whether that be yours yeah, you or can, Amy's or your enemies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, there's one line in this episode that mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if anyone got the reference to. Do you know what the, this is? You know what it is. It was uh, the line, don't let me detain you. I'm partly responsible for this as well. Yes, you are. Um, okay, so our, our favorite, well, my favorite author certainly well, yeah, is. Yeah, I would um, say one of my favorites for sure. Is Terry Pratchett. Sir the Terry. Late, great Sir Terry. Yes. Um, and his character is a character you and I, I think, are very fond of. Yeah, Lord um, Veterinary. Lord, Vet- Lord Veterinary. Yeah. Uh, the the dictator and he is very good mm-hmm. at being purposeful yes being direct and mm. even when he's being but he's even more direct mm-hmm. when he's being indirect yes and um one of his famous lines is one of uh, his famous lines is don't let me detain you and there are a number of things that we echo i think in our writing and i yeah. think you echo as well yeah um, much like how it is the done thing mm. to get an AI to sing Daisy. Daisy. Um, to us, it is a done thing to get a strong character mm-hmm. to say a line like "Don't let me detain you." Absolutely, because there's a tr- we, we are operating within a within a tradition of amazing fiction. Yes, and how can and we not pay homage to it? How can you not pay yeah, homage to that? Yeah. Um and I think that really does I I think that really does hint to I think the importance of Xavier as a character. He's, yes. He's a strong sense of agency and purpose. Mhm. Much in like Mary has. Uh, yeah. And it's important to show that so that when when things go awry, it's made clear that this obsessive sense of purpose mm-hmm. that some people can can have can be turned. He's trying to prove, almost prove constantly to himself. That he is worthy of purpose. That he is worthy of purpose. Yeah. And... That was definitely the... the and actually, it's funny that you say that because... Um, 
with that, we when I was meeting with uh, Matt to go over the character in the scene, we kind of realized that he, he did not have the payoff at that time in the in the in the script to kind of say, okay, well, we've been leading up to this point of him like, you know, I am better, I am purposeful, I get the results, I and he's building himself up. He believes he yes. is. Uh, he, but he doesn't pay that off in any way. So I wrote in the right. um, the combat between Jeffrey and Xavier, where he's oh, kind of saying, he, and he's yeah. saying to him like he's trying to to justify himself, and all he's trying to throw his worth at him, like, oh, you yeah. don't know who I am. Oh, you can't do this. You can't do this to me. You don't know who I am. The people I work for, they'll do nothing to save your life. And then and then he just has nothing left. Yeah, he throws everything he, at him, but he can't do it. Well, because he, this is a, this is a character that represents agency mm. in a world where no one else has agency. Yes, no one else is as is the other characters in this series. They're they're not free to act how they wish to act. They're no. boxed in. Yeah, and the reason for that is because the outside world, the collective. Mm it makes its business of with boxing people in. Yep, that's the idea. And Xavier, his way of finding freedom from that is just to be... The best better. box yeah. he can be. To be better. Mm-hmm. To just always be better. To always be stronger. And I think Xavier... I think Vass is the same. Yeah, for sure. As a character, she, she did, needs to be more powerful. Her way she of needs to be... getting control is mm-hmm. just by, by, it's just by clawing at political strength. This world, yeah, political strength, and he claws at just Physical. power, just human power, his power yeah. over others. And and kind yeah. of we see his his, he takes enjoyment in a lot of the scenes that he's in, in in the torture and in the killing, and you see that when he kills yeah. Valerie. In episode six, and you see that when he's torturing Baz in episode eight, yeah, he takes enjoyment in in having power over others because he himself is having his power taken away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Um, it's a it's a it's a climactic moment that I think leads to mm. um the final moves of of these chess pieces yes well shall we move to episode where they, eight uh where episode eight where yes, everything well, reaches its its end yeah finally Go oh ahead, hang on let, let me just talk oh, about so the finish. end of episode okay. seven uh let's sure. talk a bit about um the the final scene week we have the first scene with diana and nora yes yes um and diana of course i knew at this point um she was going to be the protagonist of the next series Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to to tie this in. Well, let's have her here. Uh, what are and and yeah. and of course she's related to Nora Evers. Yeah. So we. And I think, her... like we were saying yesterday, mm. these two are the first examples that we see Goodies. of of people with agency, mm-hmm. but as an alternative to the collective. Yeah. Exactly, and that's a very interesting concept to me that we're playing with and one that I've been playing with in in season two and one that you'll get to see a lot further and and what that means, because is that a good thing? 
Is that a bad thing? Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure there are instances of, of, of agency outside of the collective being a good thing and their agency being bad but, exactly but, but right now the these are savior yeah, characters exactly and, these are good characters yeah these are good people and yeah. um do you have anything you'd like to say about those two characters and what they're gonna sort of they really discuss what they mean for the future yeah but, their relationship in that scene um is purposefully quite adversarial I mm -hmm. think, um, but but it has a softer edge at the end of almost like you do with a, a parent of, of, of them consoling you and, and saying, you know, or not not even with a parent, like you would with, with a friend or a close friend of mm -hmm. saying, you know, they're calling you out on your shit, like, please, can you do this? And you're like, you're, you're being a dick, blah, blah, blah. You're, yeah, you're going too far on this one. Yeah. And then finally, at the end, it's like, you know, I just want you to be safe. Yeah. I, I care true. for you and I want you to be safe. And that, that relationship. I think that's a, to, yeah. That is a very human expression of emotion that I think yeah. a lot of other characters, they don't get in this world. Mm, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. Especially when you are, when you are a copy of a copy of a copy, how valuable yeah. are you um, in your sense of that's self true. even? And, and feeling that connection is incredibly valuable, I think. Um, and, yeah. and that relationship, even though you see it very briefly in, in, invest, in, in facility, and we're going yeah. to go deeper into it in investigation, I think that is, is incredibly important to yes. the orphans. Yeah. Okay, do we want to move on to eight? Yes. The final resting place. Yes, the final, the, the sacrifice for everyone really everyone where everyone ends up where they're gonna stay yeah so um would you like to talk a little bit about that yes uh, about the characters about, the, about um, where they stay but where they where they end up well uh we end up with xavier like we said earlier he plays every card he has you don't know who i work for i can kill you i will hurt you i will I will do everything I can in my power to mm -hmm. survive, and he fails. He comes up short. And that ends up, I think, being a moment of, of realization for him, unfortunately, yeah. uh, too late. Because mm -hmm. uh, as he has that realization of realizing everything he has built, everything he holds dear is worthless. Yeah, you only get that when it comes crashing down. Yeah. And he got that and immediately dies and um one mm. of the most beautiful moments for me in the series of immediately post xavier's death when when uh, as we discussed in the music interview for you when the uh, musical souls that we've been hearing kind of the the vocal screams uh throughout in the music uh they finally are released uh in the end of the song by the sword um possibly one of the most poignant moments in the series for me mm -hmm. yeah uh, um, and then you get to see a bit more of a human side of Xavier. Yeah, for sure. In in his final moments, where yeah. he's scared. Uh, yeah, vulnerable. Which yeah, which is very fun to to see. Um, and then we see Diana with with trying to trying to save Baz for all her life, trying to save Baz, and and then kind of realizing it's not worth it. And Baz throughout it's that whole. Happen. 
Yeah, not worth it. It's not going to happen. It, it yeah. can't happen. It is, of course, worth it, but it cannot happen. Um, yeah. Baz, throughout this whole episode, um, is kind of at that realization of, you know, Jeffrey never cared about me. He no. is not a good person. No. He's choosing to 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 do awful things. And um, at a certain point, when does the the terrible things you do become? Yeah you being a terrible person of course and um i think we definitely got a lot of that in seven and we set up mm -hmm. a lot of stuff in seven and then finally um we had the chips kind of all laid on the table saying yeah. you know baz has 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 thwarted him and of course yeah jeffrey of course gets caught gets caught out or he gives up his facade his yeah he finally admits you know uh, this is who I am. I want to. You cannot stop me from hurting people. You are all the same. And he, you kind of, he, he reveals every nasty, bitter sentiment he has had this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think in a way you can become that when you choose to follow, you choose to follow that mm -hmm. rabbit down the rabbit hole and you choose to go, no, this is who I am in a sense that's you that is when you become the monster that is when jeffrey becomes the monster yeah where, I mean, he, where he decides he's going to steer into the storm instead of away from it yeah of course So, how do you feel about the, the end how, how easy was this to to write an ending for it was so easy yeah oh the ending to our jesus yeah <laughs> screw the... my questioning then i guess no 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 but what i mean is that the ending I obviously yeah. already knew how this was going to end. Uh, I knew how Jeffrey was, where he was going to be. But to, to know, it, it, I feel like the ending presented itself before the middle. Yeah. Like the, the ending was going to happen naturally. We, we knew that this had to end in tragedy. Of course. Um, so to then go and, and say, well, I think I think maybe the logistics of how it got there was difficult of saying, you know, well, how, where does every other piece fall? But if we're talking about the very ending and saying, you know, obviously this is Jeff, this is how Jeffrey goes from being it all, relatively yeah. innocent. It to, all falls into place. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel these characters in a sense write themselves? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think Jeffrey does. <laughs> Jeffrey I write Jeffrey. Is. Yeah, you you just you write you just say things, and I'm like, great, that's gonna and you're be like, that's what Jeffrey show. would do. <laughs> I just think, what it's would worrying. James do? It's worry, it's worrying <laughs> that that what I say and how I act and my mannerisms can so easily be Fuel. constructed into a psychopathic murderer. <laughs> but oh goodness, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> final thoughts on episode eight. Uh, I love the ending, personally. I think um, to fade out on Jeffrey laughing to his own jokes per perfectly sets up where he is in, in facility, yeah. in, in, in the original series. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really proud of the work that we did on this season. Good, good. Yeah. This, uh, so you want to talk about the whole the season as a whole? Yeah, I don't think we can talk about the ending yeah. without going back and talking about everything else. Just I talk think about the entire everything else, yeah. The whole season, uh, I think, 
it really encapsulates a lot of the themes that we're going to see going forward. Uh-huh. I think um, I think the theme work that we did uh, um, was strong, and I hope that came across to a lot of people. And I, and I hope that people saw this as what I saw it as as more than just kind of the surface level science fiction. You know that there's more. How, how yeah? How how did you? How was it writing? Um, an arc within an arc um really a lot of fun because it means i get to i get to start questions here that i don't necessarily need to answer you don't necessarily have to answer immediately yeah exactly seems to be a lazy writer where you just no but i can write shit that you that you like who cares you know like who (laughs) cares about this show yeah Uh, who's interested you know like who really even wants to hear what you have to say, Zach? It's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, but I get to I get to tease things, and I get yeah. to 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 really uh, moisten the the lips of uh, of the audience, get them hungry for yeah. more. Yeah, and we yeah, and hopefully that. It seems like people do want more. People always want. More. Well, let's help. <laughs> how how do you how do you lay that trap? Not trap, but how do you lay the seeds? Um, for it's for about things knowing what and then is spring them on audiences. Yeah. How do it's a difficult thing to say. Uh, I just well, I need I needed to know kind of where we're going, but it's it's this it's the simplest thing is is making. The character who was a one-off line in the first season be something more now and and yeah really just making sure that we've weaved an intricate thread throughout yeah. that if you go back to the first season or if, say after investigation you can go back to facility and say oh i can see where this connected there and flow through it's about just making sure that everything's weaved together nicely and comfortably yeah. i think that's interesting for people. Yeah, making sure that things remain connected to other things and that it doesn't just trail off. Exactly. Necessarily, yeah. And it's about putting little tidbits of information here and there that, that point to a bigger thing. Like that list of clones uh, from episode one. Yes. You know, if you listen to that, I think I mention a Diana unit in there, which obviously mm-hmm. I knew Diana's were going to be a thing, so I made sure course, to put the name yeah. in there and... And Catherine's, of course, you know, I, I laid the season that those paid off in this season, but also, you know, I hope will pay off later. And, and yeah, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun yeah. writing this show. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm about, I'm, I'm at the end of, I'm two episodes away from the end of the first drafts of investigation. Of investigation. Right yeah. yeah. So that's fun. And how's that coming along? How's that is coming along very is, strongly. I'm sure I, audiences would love to, to know, hear, to know. Um, how investigations coming along investigation is coming along well um what can i tell you about investigation i can tell you <laughs> um without ruining it without ruining it um we're going to end on it <laughs> no, whoa I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna tell you i'm not gonna tell you that Uh-oh. yeah no, of course um we get a look into what the political landscape that is what i will say where do you think it's taking you creatively creatively it's um what are some challenges that you've found over 
facility that you've overcome and, and, and in what sense is investigation the next the next step? Okay. Um in facility I needed to know kind of how do I lay a plot with uh kind of two main That's characters. Good. Yeah. It's any good. <laughs> no, but how how do I lay a yeah. plot and, and have it pay off succinctly yeah. and, and nicely with without massive action all the time or massive action pieces to drive the plot and i think i did that nicely yeah um whereas in in the main series kind of we did have action kind of driving the plot a lot of the time um of course. but that's fine that's perfectly acceptable but i now have reached a point where that that can be the case and that has continued in investigation where um we're obviously we're investigating something we're investigating a missing clone um mm-hmm. and i think in in something new in investigation that I'm having to deal with is, is understanding a larger landscape of a world. Yeah. And I think I, I started that in facility and now I've taken the next step in that. And, and, and we're trying to understand the large scale. We're very much in the world as, as it will Flesh be it in out. season two. Give it horizons to yes, cross. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 just getting it to a point where where you can say, oh, I understand the functionality of everything. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, there you go. Fantastic. Well, I think that about wraps it up, don't you? Yeah, I do. Thank you very much, Brilliant. James. I shouldn't have done the questions at the start because that would have been a better end. Oh but... well, fuck it. Oopsie poopsies. <laughs> okay, everyone. Uh, well, we. Well, as we say yesterday, I think we're very happy that yeah. you all are interested in this. And thank you for your uh, continued support. Of course, we we would we we wouldn't be able to 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 make it without all of you listening. Yeah, but we would probably we'd probably do it anyway. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But please keep listening, and please but tell please, everyone else to listen. God, keep listening. <laughs> Jesus, otherwise we're just shouting it at ourselves. Into the void, yeah. It's meaningless. <laughs> Self-congratulatory assholes. Yeah, exactly right. Just just, just us and our friends yelling at each other. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, we do already, but there's no need to record it and put it on the internet unless yep. people are listening. Okay, anyone, Zach, Zach final, final thoughts. You want to you give us a, a bit of a... A, a, of a final message to the people what do you want to say i want to everyone? say thank you so much um and i want to say um choose who you want to be in life and and just follow follow the follow the message of the clones and uh follow get, your get dreams. some agency no get some agency in your own in your own choices it's getting bloody intense up in here yeah there you go yeah man well, good. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this was uh, Zachary Ford has gone creator of The Orphans and The Orphans Facility. And uh, this uh, has been and, James uh, Barbarossa, the voice of Jeffrey and uh, shut up, composer Zach. for The Orphans Facility. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Stop. Ugh. Stop it. He's getting embarrassed. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you guys later. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one. We love you. Love you too. Don't, 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 don't say that like that. That's weird. It's creepy. I 
Okay, I regret being your friend. <laughs> uh, everything's been called into question now. Oh god, no. Bye! Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.